Today we start a brand new series called Wise and Winning, and uh, we're going to take a journey for the next, I would say, seven or eight weeks through the book of Proverbs. Through the, Someone say Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs, through the book of Proverbs. Now, the book of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, if you're taking notes, King Solomon. And in your Bible, there are sections. The Bible is broken up into sections. You have uh, Torah, which is the first five books of Scripture. And then you have um, the historical books, uh, starting with uh, Joshua and Judges. And then eventually you get your way over to the wisdom literature, which is composed of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. I also think Psalms is included in the wisdom literature. And so um, you have Proverbs uh, mostly written by King Solomon, who is the third king of Israel, and he's King David's son. Many would call Solomon the wisest and richest man who ever lived. And so when Solomon took the throne, he inherited an amazing kingdom from his father. His father was a pioneer. His father is actually my second favorite person in the Bible, second to Jesus. David is amazing. But he inherited uh, billions of dollars. He inherited millions of people. And you can read his story starting in 1 Kings. And, um, and God showed up to him in Kings chapter 3, and the Lord asked him, what would you like? I'll give you anything you ask for. Because of your father, David, he was so faithful to me. And so Solomon, in his wisdom, did not ask for things. He asked for wisdom. And you ought to go home and read it. It's 1 Kings 3. He said, since you asked for an understanding heart and wisdom, I will give you what you did not ask for. I'm going to give you riches. I'm going to defeat your enemies. I'm going to give you all that stuff you didn't ask for. But I'm also going to give you wisdom to govern my people. And so with that, Solomon had a great start. You should read the story. He, he made some foolish decisions as wise as he was. And then by the end of his life, he wrote a book of, called Ecclesiastes, pretty much talking about the meaning of life. And so all powerful reads. But we're going to start out here in Proverbs chapter 1 as we open up the series on wisdom. And, and I feel, you know, I, I feel like life is a constant competition. Um, I played uh, organized sports, middle school and high school, and the wins were amazing. Right. The wins are always fun. Winning a state title or a regional title or, you know, county title is always great. But when you're runner up, when you're second place or third place, losing sucks. And I just feel like life is a constant competition. I feel like we're always battling uh, with self or with struggle or with others. It's always a battle. And the good news is that God has given us his wisdom. Someone say wisdom. Wisdom so that we can win in life. I feel like you can overcome any situation when you have wisdom. And so Proverbs, if you're taking notes, a proverb is a, or the Proverbs, go ahead and write this down, are a collection of short statements that offer life advice, wisdom, and truth. It's a collection of short statements that offer life advice, wisdom, and truth. In the the theme or the concept of wisdom um, is mentioned over 120 times throughout the 31 chapters and Proverbs. That's the central idea is, is wisdom. And so what is wisdom? Well, wisdom is an understanding of the best way forward. 
Go ahead and write that down. Wisdom is an understanding in any situation of the best way forward. A lot of us are moving forward, but we're not necessarily moving forward with understanding. We're, we're waking up, but not necessarily with good, clear understanding. It's um, so it's essential that, or you can define wisdom in this way. It's uh, choosing the right decision at the right time. Making the right decision at the right time. Sometimes the right decision is to not make a decision. Because it's the wrong time. So sometimes it is okay to just operate day to day. Um, sometimes you make the right decision at the wrong time. So wisdom will teach you how to slow it down, how to evaluate life, and how to make the best decision moving forward. And so with that, we're going to open up in Proverbs 1. Now, this series won't be like Proverbs 1, Proverbs 2, Proverbs 3, Proverbs 4. Like, we're going to be all over the place. There are going to be many different speakers in this series. I tend to rest over the summer, so if I don't show up for like five weeks, don't get worried. It happens every year for the summer. There's nothing wrong. The ship's not sinking. We're good, but we're about to head into our Sabbath uh, between the middle of July and the middle of August. You come to church, but your pastor needs to rest, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, but I'll be in church. I'll be in here in, in the spirit. But at any rate, uh, we're going to, like Paul said to Corinthians, like anyway, we're going to be all over the place, right? Like we may be in Proverbs 9 next week, Proverbs 11, Proverbs 2. Just, just have an open heart, okay? But I'm going to open up with Proverbs 1, verse 1 says this. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. I love this. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. I love that. If we go back, if you can pull it up, our amazing production team, verse three, I love this. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. So anyone ever said that God doesn't care about success, practical success, happiness, finances, relationships? It's right here, right? Just die for you to go to heaven one day. He died for you to win through wisdom today. So it's important that you understand that God has wisdom for your life today. God has wisdom that you can live in today. Okay. And so what I want to do is I want to give you two ways to win at life, two mega themes that you're going to find reading the book of Proverbs. And then the third point will be the result of these two ways of living. So I'm going to give you two ways and I'm going to give you the result of these two ways of living. And how about it? We didn't create a Bible plan or anything or put an app, you know, on, on, on the phone or anything, but how about you read a proverb a day? for the next 31 days. 
Let's just do it together. Let's make it kind of uh, informal. We won't put it on the books, but let's do it. I'll start. I'll start tomorrow. You start tomorrow, Proverbs 1, and then we'll do it until we get uh, uh, through the next month or so. All right, number one. All right, the, the first way to win at life is number one, a healthy fear of the Lord. The Bible talks about the fear of the Lord. The fear. Someone say fear. fear. The fear of the Lord. Psalm 111 verse 10 says this. It says the fear of the Lord. This, this is his dad. So David wrote this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. So, so the fear of the Lord. Is, this is so important to understand, guys. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding the best way forward. It's not a book. It's not a podcast. It's not a counselor. It's not a therapist. It's not a financial advisor. That, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding the best way forward in every area. Right? So, so the fear of the Lord is a, a reverence, a, a moral reverence, or modern terms, respect for God. And it simply means that I'm just not going to live any kind of way. Like, I'm just not going to make any kind of decision about relationships. I'm, I'm, you know, th- there's, a, um, uh, I was just at a, my son's kind of, it was meet the coach night at Urbana High School. And um, one of the coaches shared how a young man had gotten a full ride to Duke University on an athletic and academic scholarship. And, um, but he posted something. He posted something on social media. And so the coach who offered him the scholarship called his high school coach and said, we're, we're canceling his, his scholarship because this doesn't represent who we are. And, and so the fear of the Lord will save you from from a lot of heartache and, and headache the fear of the lord will position you in a place of favor with people so when i follow jesus and when i love god i just don't live any kind of way i don't i don't say anything i, I don't i don't just post anything i don't i don't just dress any kind of way i because i have a reverence and respect and an honor for the Lord. So that's the beginning of understanding the best way forward. Instead of just spending my money, I'm going to recognize that God owns everything and he has the most wisdom. So I want to go to prayer and ask God, what should I do about this home purchase? What should I do about this car purchase? What should I do about this business? Because I respect the Lord. Go ahead and write this statement down. I think this is a powerful statement. It says this here, or take a picture of it. It's a long statement, but just go home and kind of uh, uh, chew on it a little bit. The Lord presides as the ultimate authority over the universe. He is morally perfect and has clearly defined standards for living. The Lord is ever present and ever watching. Healthy fear understands that there are rewards for right living and consequences for wrong living. It's a fear out of reverence that does not lead to avoidance. So we're not talking about being afraid of God and like running from him. Number one, it's impossible to run from God. Right. Okay. Jonah, right? Right. It's like get swallowed up by a well fish. Um, And then you're going to do what he tells you to do anyway. So don't do that. Right. 
but it's understanding that he's the ultimate authority. He is morally perfect. Therefore, he gets to create the rules. He gets to say what is right and wrong because he is without sin and he has all the power. Right. In understanding this, I, I, I live with this reverence for God. If God were to call my name today, that would be it. Like if he was to hold his breath from over my life today, that would be it. Right. He has all power. This is the Bible also teaches he is ever present. So he is omnipresent. He is everywhere all at the same time. He is in this church. He is across the street at the apartments. He's at the police building. He's, he's at home with my wife and, and, and Judah. He's, he's everywhere at the same time. All right. He's ever watching. The Bible teaches this is very clear. He watches everything that we do. He doesn't always reward immediately or the consequence for wrong living doesn't always come immediately, but he's always watching. He doesn't miss a thing. Right. And it says this here, uh, understands that there are rewards for right living and there are consequences for wrong living. You'll find that all this month as you read Proverbs. Right. And that's what a proverb is, too. It's a contrast. Solomon is going to say a lot of this then this. But this person, but uh, a wise person, a fool, uh, a, a rich person, a poor person. He's going to make all these contrasts and give you life advice, understanding that there are rewards for right living. Right. Though there are challenges, ultimately there are rewards and there's always consequence for 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 wrong living, though it may feel good in the moment. Understand this. So you may be living right and going through a tough time, but ultimately you're going to be rewarded. You oh wait, wait, wait. You may be living wrong and experiencing some pleasure, but ultimately there will be consequences. So we got to we got to understand that. Let me keep breaking this down. This is my statement. It ain't the Bible, but I mean, it's coming from the Bible. Okay, it's a fear out of reverence that does not lead to avoidance. So I I don't want my kids to avoid me. But they should have some healthy respect when dad raises his voice or, you know, I may tell them two or three times, but they get on it. Right. So that's the beginning of wisdom. I can't live any kind of way. I can't speak any kind of way. I can't just post any kind of thing. Come on now. I I just I just I got to have a fear for God. And I think that's what's wrong with our country right now is we're losing that fear. And another thing that's wrong is Christians won't speak up. Let me just tell you something. If you see someone living in perpetual disobedience to God. At a certain point, you have to say something. You don't judge. You don't say it all the time. But at a certain point, they know you're a follower of Christ. You got to speak some, you got to, here it is. You got to deposit a seed that will give them a chance to recognize the love of God and to recognize the opportunity to repent. You got to at least sow the seed. They know what the Bible says. But sometimes you need to speak and say, God loves you, but you're living in sin. I love you. I'm with you. But I can't, I can't, I can't be proximate. You know what I mean? The, the, the fear of God has to be there somewhere. Right. It has to be there somewhere. Psalm 34, 9 says this. Fear the Lord. You, his godly people. Here it is. For those who fear him will have all they need. 
fear the Lord. The second way to win in life is to have a hunger for wisdom. There has to be a hunger for wisdom, a desire, a seeking of, of understanding the best way forward in life. There has to be a, a hunger for wisdom. Before I consult myself, I'm going to consult someone wiser than me. Right, we, we say this like every fall, right? We got a, a series called Action Plan. So this won't be the last time I talk about wisdom. And we're going to talk about accessing wisdom. And one of the major points is that I have to understand this, is that I don't know everything. And that's okay. Someone say, that's okay. That's okay. I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. Oh, my God. Because Sol- Solomon also says that knowledge brings sorrow. When you know things, it's like, oh, my God. Like, turn on the news. Oh, my God. Right. But it's okay that I don't know everything. And and this is the second point. God has created people who are wiser than me. So it's important that I go to them before I trust in my own understanding. It says this here in Proverbs. Let me give you this verse. Proverbs four says this. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop. Someone say develop. So that word means to grow and cultivate good judgment. I think before, before you make another big decision, take a few days or a few weeks to, to, to do some case studies, to ask some questions, to, to pray, to seek the word of God before you make another big decision. Get, get that wisdom, develop, cultivate that muscle of good judgment. Now, the word judgment here means this, if you're taking notes. It means to see good and bad and to make the good decision, right? It means to understand what is the poor decision and the good decision and to make the good decision. So don't just make a decision but slow down and understand which decision that God is calling you to make. And so Solomon says that this is the wisest thing you can do in your life is to get, is to get wisdom. Being the baby of 24 kids and seeing all of my brothers, um, I mean, literally all of them, um, pretty much squander the best years of their lives. I mean, from the age of 16, most of them till Uh, 45 or 50 or so just make poor decision after poor decision and this was not a a statement of condemnation from my father this was more so just calling it what it was and telling me as the baby I was seven years old at the time he said son I just want to tell you this he said this I love your brothers but they're the perfect example of what not to become when you grow up so when I was seven years old I didn't know it but it created something in me a desire or a hunger for wisdom. I was always trying to figure out what is the best way forward in this situation, right? Even before coming to Christ, it was like, okay, if that leads me to trouble, that's a stupid decision, right? If that leads me to life and and peace and abundance and fun and and like more like cool stuff, I want to make that decision. And that's what Solomon is talking about, having that hunger for wisdom, having that hunger for wisdom. So before we moved to Maryland, I consulted people, I consulted pastors. I consulted my wife. I consulted uh, uh, mature believing friends. Before we purchased our first home, I consulted people. Before we purchased our first car, I consulted people. I sought out wisdom. Never make a big decision without, 
without getting wisdom. Come on, can we celebrate that a little bit? Never make a big decision without getting church growth. I, 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 fly, I get on an airplane and I get on the phone with my pastors. I'm, I'm always, the, the church expansion, I'm like, should I do it? What do you think? This is how big the building will become. These are the expenses we're going to incur. This is how many people could come once we, we expand the building. What do you think? Well, I'm always asking, what do you think? What do you think? Leadership development. How do I develop leaders? A healthy marriage. You're always consulting people. There's always this hunger for wisdom. Now, there are three ways, and we'll build this out later in the series, that you can receive wisdom. Go ahead and write these down. They won't come up on the screen. Number one is in your prayer time. In your prayer time. Prayer time. God. I've been in moments of prayer, and in moments of prayer, God can give you the answer and the wisdom that you need. But you have to take time to pray. You got to, you got to, Jesus says, shut the door behind you, get in your room, sit down, get on your knees. And what I do is this, guys, I'll have a list and I'll get on my knees at the edge of my bed, by a chair, whatever, in my, in my office. I have a list right in front of my face where I'm praying. And as I'm praying, I'm praying through that list. And then I stop for a moment and I wait to God, I wait for God to speak to me. And, and he begins to say things like, I'm going to take care of that. Do this. Wait on me here. Don't do anything. Call that person. He'll begin to give you the wisdom in prayer, right? This is how we took away the 1 p.m. service. I was in prayer for the past three weeks about it. And he said, take it away because I want to give the people rest, right? They're willing to go to six services, but that's not the point. I want to give the people rest, right? So I'm always seeking wisdom. The second way that you seek wisdom is God's word. God's word. I'll probably have this list next service. God's word. When you read God's word, this is the key if you're taking notes. He reveals his will to you. So what was once concealed and you could not see or understand, when you read a story or when you read a proverb or when you read a psalm, he begins to reveal what was once concealed. So it's important that we do this thing together for the next month, right? We're going to read a proverb a day keeps the devil away, right? We're going we're to read that, right? We're going to do that, right? We're going to, yeah, 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 devil. Yeah, we're reading. We're reading over the summer. Even when I'm on the beach next month, I'm going to be reading. <laughs> Thinking about y'all and reading. Yeah. <laughs> is my face telling on me? And then the, the third way is wise counsel. Wise counsel. Wise counsel is, is um, it will give you the, the, this is the best definition for wise counsel. When someone gives you, here it is, clear direction on the best way forward. Clear direction on the best way forward. So this can be a spiritual leader, a mature believer. This can be someone in the world, right? A financial advisor, a, you know, a health coach. But you, you need that counsel in order to win, to win at life. And it says this here, Proverbs 10, 8, the wise are glad to be instructed. The wise are glad. They have that hunger. It's like when you're hungry and you eat a good meal. 
right? It, oh man, I'm so, ooh, that, that, you know, the wise are glad to be instructed, all right? The wise even seek instruction, right? The wise seek instruction. I tell leaders here all the time, if you have not received feedback from your pastor or your leader, you need to go and seek feedback. Am I doing the right thing? It says this here, um, Proverbs 15, 14, a wise person is hungry for knowledge. A wise person is hungry for knowledge. Hungry. Someone say hungry. Hungry Hungry for knowledge. And then, okay, so so we're going to live in the fear of the Lord. We're going to have a hunger going to have a hunger for wisdom, going to have a hunger for counsel. And, and when you live these, you know, li- live these two ways out consistently, it's going to lead to a harvest of blessings in your life. Uh, this is the result, a harvest of blessings. So a fear of the Lord, a hunger for wisdom, and, and your life is going to be a constant harvest of, of blessings, Amen. right? If, if, if you want peace and if you want joy, if you want purpose, if you want freedom and liberty, you have to walk in wisdom. You just have to. It, it doesn't mean that things won't come your way. It doesn't mean that challenges and troubles and setbacks won't come your way. But when you put these two attempts at life at the center of your living, right, a fear of the Lord and a hunger for wisdom, you're going to always reap the blessings and, and do season. And so I want to, I want to give you this verse here. I think that this is, this is a powerful Proverbs chapter eight. Proverbs eight is the spirit of wisdom talking about itself. It, it's, it's pretty much the Proverbs chapter eight is pretty much like the heart of the book of Proverbs. All right. So I'd even encourage you tonight, go home and skip to Proverbs eight. It's a powerful, powerful uh, chapter. But, but the subtitle is this, Wisdom Calls for a Hearing. Okay, and it says this here. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice on the hilltop along the road. She takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance of the town, on the road leading in, she cries aloud. Here it is. I call to you, all of you. Wisdom is saying, I'm calling to all of you. You don't, you don't have to remain simple-minded, right? right? You, you can, you can, I'm call, every morning, wisdom is saying, I'm calling to you. I'm, I'm, as soon as you put your feet on the floor, I'm calling out to you. I want to I lead you. I want to guide you. I want to lead you into a blessed life, a, a winning life. And it's available to all people, white, black, no matter who you are. Wisdom is saying, I'm call, all people, I'm calling, I'm calling out to you. You simple people. No, I'm sorry. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people use good judgment. You foolish people show some understanding. Verse 14, we'll skip down. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. Because of me, kings reign and rulers make just decrees. Rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgments. I love all who love me. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Those who search will surely find me. I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. So I have resource. People will respect you. They're going to honor you. There's going to be a favor on your life. Right. This is saying that doors are going to open because you walk in wisdom. 
because you don't act like a fool, because you're not living like the world lives, right, Monday through Saturday. But, but the, the Bible's saying, I have resource, I have honor, I have enduring wealth you'll never need. I have justice. People are always going to do right by you. I have justice, right? Right. And when, 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 when wise leaders lead, nations are ruled with justice. You don't have people doing all kinds of crazy stuff, right? You don't have people doing crap and getting away with it. Oh my, sometimes I wish I was a DAR judge. But man, don't get me started. My gifts, here it is, are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wage is better than sterling silver. Here it is. I walk in righteousness and paths of justice. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm showing you how to do the right thing and how to cultivate peace with the Lord. And, and, and the Bible even talks about this idea of when you're righteous, God protects you. It says that the proverb says that your enemies even make peace with you when you're walking in wisdom. It's like, man, I can't, I, I can't hate this guy. I can't hate this girl. God, I, I, I can't even hate him. And it says this here, those who love me inherit wealth. I will fill their treasuries. Harvest of blessings. Wisdom. Wisdom. You know, sometimes it's not about like, you know, Valley strategy could have seemed like it was so much of, I get it. But sometimes it's not even about that, like, like bogarting and forcing your way into God's blessing. It's, it's about patience and reading the Bible and saying, God, if you said it, I'm going to do it. Because that's the wisest thing I can do. If, Lord, if you said be faithful to my wife, I'm going to be faithful to her. If you said forgive, I'm going to forgive. If you said budget, I'm going to budget. If you said tithe, I'm going to tithe. If, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to walk in wisdom. And, and the Bible says I have riches and honor and enduring wealth and I have joy and I have peace and I have purpose for your life. That's what God wants for your life. But it takes a laying down of your understanding. Right. Yeah. I yield, I, I repent, I submit to, to you, Lord. I, I lay down my understanding, my mom's understanding, my cultural context, my, my, my skin color relevance. Um, I'm white. I'm black. It don't shut up. It don't matter what color you are. I lay all that crap down and I pick up the kingdom. I pick up God's thoughts, God's thoughts for my life. And the Bible says that when you, I'm calling out to you. I have, I have righteousness. I have honor. I have enduring wealth. And then when you die, you come on up to heaven and be with me forever. So really what's, what wisdom is saying is you get life how you want it. But I'm calling out to you every morning. How about you lay your will down and pick his up. And then it says this here. It's, it's more than just about wisdom itself. But Paul says this in Corinthians as we close. Paul says this, Jesus Christ, the power and wisdom of God. So really where wisdom begins is in a relationship with Jesus. You need Jesus. You need to follow Jesus. And he'll never lead you astray. He'll always lead you into strength and abundance, purpose and peace. You need Jesus. 
If you've been blessed by the word of God, let's celebrate a little bit. <laughs> Hallelujah.